Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Speaking on Business Edition of PM Express, Chief Executive of the AGI, Sechuma Kwaba, said this never came at a better time. The essence of having a development bank is to be able to give a different kind of funding, not the typical commercial lending, which is short-term in nature, very short moratorium, uh, with very high interest rates and all that. So if you're able to have effective development bank, it means that it's going to intervene in the area of long-term funding. And if you want to do one district, one factory, it is so critical that you have a kind of financing arrangement that supports it. Bear in mind that if you take the one district, one factory, for example, most of them are startups because the industries are not already existing in the district. That's why we say one district, one factory. So they are basically new industries that are going to be set up. You Meanwhile, when you go to the normal commercial banks, they are going to be asking for you know your three year or so, three to five years, uh, mm-hmm. three to five years uh, uh, financial records and all that. And you don't have that. And Sergio Makwabwa is Chief Executive of the Association of Ghana Industries. Now, all is set for the country's most prestigious corporate awards, that's the Ghana Club 100. The awards over the years has been the reference point for recognizing the top companies in the country. Chief Executive of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, GIPC, Yofi Grant, has been given us more insights on what to expect tonight. To the extent that close to, it's believed that over close to 55% of our population is engaged somewhere in the industry along the value chain, either in the production, the processing, the selling and merchandising of agriculture. And if that's the case, then it's a quite a, it takes quite a lot of effort uh, from our people. And we believe that we do have what it takes to make it the, the basis or the foundations of our, of our industrial policy by uh, value addition. It, it may not require as much as to require for industry, but uh, for actual manufacturing, but for processing of agricultural goods, I think we do have the foundations to make that happen more significantly. It is the low-hanging fruit of industrialization. And Yofi Grant is the Chief Executive of the Ghana Investment Promotion Centre. Now, the event, which will be held at Kempinski Hotels, will be will have President Akufuado as a special guest of honour and will be joined by the Visiting Prime Minister of Barbados. You're still listening to the Joy Business Report. Now, the local weaving industry comes and continues to face stiff competition due to the influx of similar fabrics and prints from outside the country. The traditional kente cloth is now even been set to be under threat as a result of indiscriminate imports of pirated ones. There is, however, a new trend of names of celebrities being associated with various patterns of the customary fabric as a way of promoting and marketing of the product. In our business journal today, Prince Apia looks at the impacts of this new move on sales and marketing. Where the 
This is the historic Bonre Weaving Center in Ashanti region. Many tourists visit here quite often because they are attracted by the culture and beauty of Kinti all year round. We came into the exhibition center. We were inundated with Kente cloths and there were so many people selling the cloth. I chose to buy white and gold. Um, I think this fabric and each fabric has a story which I think is really beautiful. Just a few meters away is Frank Sapon's weaving shop. With many years of experience in the industry, he's worried the influx of Chinese kinte print is taking a toll on the business. Importation of the printed kinte is killing our business. Kinte cloth that sells at 2,000 cities. The Chinese pirates it and sell as low as 20 cities. It is not good for us. Due to cumbersome processes of producing kinte, its prices are higher than the normal wax print. Depending on the type, it ranges from 500 to 2,000 Ghana cities. Players in the industry have adopted innovative ways of marketing and selling the local kente cloth. The popular kente cloth comes in so many colors and so many names to help the weavers to market these products onto the Ghanaian and international market. This is John Dumelo's Kinte. There is also Obama and Giftianti. Here at Tech Junction Kumase, it's one of the Kinte retail points where Joseph Wache has been selling for 12 years. He acknowledges the impact of these names of celebrities on sales. A jeansy jeanso is a cloth that exists already, but after Sarkodie wore it for his wedding, the name changed to Sarkodie. So when celebrities wear, it helps with sales. They are popular people, so anyone that comes asks for those type of kinti. Perhaps increased association to and wearing of kente by celebrities could be the non-tariff difference in the fight against piracy for survival of the local industry. Prince Apia reporting. Well, and that was the second in a series of reports on the local weaving industry by Prince Appiah ending the Joy Business Report with me, Charles Ayati. Coming up next is The Local Room with George Addo Jr. Do stay.
Really? Where are you? Postman, I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank on my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? Ecobank, bro. With Ecobank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid AMA school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the Ecobank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. Ecobank Mobile app has got it covered. Ecobank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the Ecobank way. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Joy 99.7 FM. Have your attention for the following announcement. The dollar, Amegule, Hoduto, Amediku, and Alija families of Vome, Enagati, and the Church of the Apostles Revolution Society wish to bring to the attention of all family members, friends, and sympathizers the one-year anniversary of the demise of their beloved, Madame Peace Awo Dola Alija, which falls on the 20th of November, 2019. The following activities have been scheduled to mark one-year anniversary of her demise. Friday, 22nd November 2019, Wreath Lane Ceremony at the Place of Burial in Vome, Voto Region at 3 p.m. Sunday, the 4th of November 2019, Memorial and Thanksgiving Service at Ayalulu Branch of the Church of Apostles Revelation Society at 9 a.m. Sunday, the 24th of November 2019, Family Gathering at her residence, Kaswa Newtown at 12 p.m. Dress code white white all friends and sympathizers are cordially invited that's all for the announcements thank you very much don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting one hundred dollars back and 100 percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. of the Joy Corporate Worship, Elder Dr. Kwesi Mreku, Namesi Sinclair, and Pastor Isaiah Fosukwache. Venue is Charismatic Evangelistic Ministry, North Lagos. Date is Friday, the 6th of December, 2019, Farmer's Day. Time is 10 a.m. prompt. Don't miss this corporate opportunity to lay it all at his feet in worship and thanksgiving at the Debut Joy Corporate Worship. For further inquiries, call 030-221-6540. Joy Corporate Worship, a corporate appreciation. Joy 99.7 FM. For all your sports news in the locker room. Hello, I'm Sarah Mulkerns, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the very best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Adu Jr. Domestic football makes way for international football this weekend. And the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers and the 2020 Euro qualifiers lead the way pretty much. On the U, lovely turn, puts it on the right hand side, on his right foot, sends it into Thomas Pate, early to Sean, fire the sword, Thomas Pate scores! The man from Atletico Madrid gets the goal! The blue touch paper is well and truly lit! Martial! Martial, a 
Gomez. He's blazed it over the crossbar. In- and it's still nil-nil. Couldn't stick it, but what to do? a great ball, Lacazette's onside, stayed on his feet, and scores brilliantly! Fantastic goal by Lacazette! It's phase two of the double-headed AFCON qualifiers, and after the action last night, more is expected to come in the next three days. Ghana's Black Stars make a short trip to Sao Tome and Principe, and South Africa are in Johannesburg to face Sudan. We have a preview of all games across the continent, with heavy focus on the likely upsets. Later on the show, we are back in Cairo. This time, it's a good cross by Phobia to Hedda, and it's in! It's the substitute, it's a Wusu, and Ghana have scored. And can they hold on now? Yarijara forced them to make him two changes. Wusu's through, and it's two! It's two for Ghana! And it is Ghana who will be heading to the semi-finals of the Africa Cup of Nations under 23. The crowning moment for the under 23 Cup of Nations is close. And we pay close attention then to the likely qualifiers for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo next year. Analysis ahead. In Europe, there's room for more qualified teams at next year's Euros. And the tassel is on in quite a number of groups. We preview the key games and make sense of the accompanied permutations in the group scenarios. Also coming up, Formula One. It's lights out and away we go. Bottas gets away well, so does Verstappen. He's already wheel-to-wheel with Sebastian Vettel. Lando Norris on the inside of Alex Albon. Bottas, and it keeps allowing Valtteri Bottas to get that much closer. And now he's going to try again. Couldn't quite get the move done. This time he gets it done. An awful lot earlier. Valtteri Bottas retakes the lead. Here comes Valtteri Bottas, starting on pole for the US Grand Prix. Crosses the line to win the US Grand Prix. But behind him, adding another championship to his collection. He's got six appeal in Austin. It's Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. And for the third consecutive year, the carnival atmosphere of the Interlagos in Brazil provides the title-winning after-party before the ketting falls in Abu Dhabi in two weeks' time. With Hamilton's Mercedes teammate Valtteri Bottas converting Paul in Texas into his fourth win of the season to cement second place in the championship, the battle to be the best of the rest is all there to fight for from a championship perspective. The tussle for a third is between Red Bull's Max Verstappen and the two Ferraris of Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel. We have a preview to the Brazil Grand Prix. Head to our Facebook page, Joy slash 997, our WhatsApp line, 0244340437, in reacting to our questions of the day. In tennis, we look forward to the season's ending NITO ATP finals ongoing at the O2 Arena in London. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Adi Jr., and welcome to Preview Friday. The war drums are back on. The sound of the whistle. In 
indicates that special season is here with us. The expectations of fans are free to hit the roof because elite football and one that is enjoyed by the champions is on. Once again, another collapse by the Liverpool defence. Hector Herrera with Atletico Madrid. Can't wait again. Another big season of the UEFA Champions League begins on your most trusted source of live English football commentary. Joy Sports, in partnership with DSTV and Go TV, bring to you the 2019-2020 UEFA Champions League season live on your slate. Will Jurgen Club Liverpool prove too strong for the challenges? Or this will be a year for the star-studded Paris Saint-Germain, the thirsty Manchester City, or one for Lionel Messi and Ronaldo to shine again? So trust the Joy Sports team led by George Ajo Jr. and Gary Smith at the office in your car or while watching the game on your fully connected DSTV or Go TV to bring you the best of live commentary on Joy 99.7 FM. Live commentary of the UEFA Champions League is powered by Joy Sports in partnership with DSTV and Go TV. So go ahead and grab your fully connected DSTV Zappa decoder and be part of the experience. Joy Sports, the thrill of the game. DSTV, so much more. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addow Jr. Up on the area by Gideon Mensah, straight to the chest of Jordan Ayew. Lovely turn, puts it on the right-hand side, on his right foot. Sends it to Thomas Pate, air to shoot, fire the shot, Thomas Pate scores! The man from Atletico Madrid gets the goal! One goal to nil. Drill the shot from 23 yards. The night smells at the fixture. The noise is peculiar. The fans are roundly up for this here. And I have the ball. It's Kudus Mohammed. Kudus with the ball. Still on the left foot. Kudus thinking about what to do. What a way to get your debut goal. Kudus Mohammed with a goal for the Black Stars. Hit the ball into the roof. So a good place to begin on the locker room is definitely the action we saw in the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers 2021. Of course, the Black Stars managed to win by two goals to nil at the Cape Coast Stadium. Joining me for some analysis, Benedict, and just an interesting game we saw with the Black Stars winning by two goals to nil. What were the key points for you in that game? Uh, well, one is got to do with uh, the fans uh, coming to the stadium. It was amazing, uh, a little over 16,000 capacity and we had an overflow and for the very first time in a while. Uh, after everything that happened at AFCON 2019, with the disappointments of uh, not making uh, the next stage of the competition, we would think that uh, fans will not you know, be enthused about the team in- anymore. But you realize that the Bring Back the Love campaign is something that really caught on with the fans and they came in their numbers. That, I think, for me, was a high point. Uh, the, the other point was a performance from the team. Impressive performance. Uh, from the goalkeeper to the last man. And I must commend all of them. Other thing to be worth noting in this very game uh, was the performance of the new boys. You look at someone like Gideon Mensah, for the very first time getting an opportunity uh, to play in this team. He even came in 
uh, to replace an injured player. He wasn't even going to start if Lumo had not picked up an injury at training. So, blessing in disguise, and he took that chance very, very well. Baba Idris, for me, was my man of the match. And then, Kudus Mohamed came on and scored an amazing goal. It was an impressive performance from the new boys. As well as uh, the other old boys like Jordan Ayu, his brother Andre Ayu, Thomas Party also scored a very wonderful goal, a trademark Thomas Party goal. I mean, a long-range shot, which calmed the nerves, because before that goal, the South Africans were playing us. After Party's goal, you realize that uh, the, the the momentum of the game came to the side of the Black Stars. So I think these are some of the few things that I, I spotted from the game. And uh, we can only build on this uh, going forward. A very good way to start the qualifiers. I hope that uh, in a game against Atomi, we'll be able to even do better than what we did in a game against South Africa. Yeah, we'll talk about the Ghana Saltome game shortly. That will take place on Monday, all the way in Saltome, Principe. Of course, Benedict will be over that one. But let's talk about the South African performance as well. And the next game is against Sudan in Johannesburg. How disappointed were you, like in the second half? How impressed were you in the first half? Because we we spoke a lot about the tactical battle. We talked about the tactical war and what we're bringing. It was a bit surprising to see how it all dissipated. Yeah, very, very surprising for me. I didn't really expect this uh, performance from the South African team, especially when they are coached by a student of the game, uh, someone who really understands the game, understands uh, the, uh, the, 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 the possessive nature of the game. And that was what I was... I, I was waiting to see from the side, but uh, I didn't see anything of that sort. I, apart from the, uh, I mean, the first half after the first 15 minutes when they took charge of the game, in the second half it was all about the Black Stars, and that was, uh, you know, it came to me as a huge disappointment from the side. Also, it's worth noting that I mean, if a team that has been able to come for some time, a team that you have most of the players playing your local league, where. It's not as, uh, as a situation where you have to, you know, call players from elsewhere to regroup and not even get enough time to train. This is like when you want players, they are always available. The coach is also always, almost every time available uh, to monitor players in the South African league. And with what I saw from this team, the qualified, uh, sorry, the uh, friendly matches that they played during the two international breaks, uh, the performance they exhibited today was very far from the South African team that I watched in those uh, games and also uh, the team that I saw at the Africa Cup of Nations. It came to me as a huge disappointment. But of course, I mean, from a Ghanaian perspective, you definitely be happy. And going to that game against Sudan, if they should go in that game same as they played the Blasters, I'm afraid their best will be a draw because now they are leaving Ghana, no rest as we speak. Possibly they are now going to, you know, touch down in South Africa because they they, they left. Uh, they are leaving. Yeah, they are leaving t- tonight, and then will arrive in South Africa Friday uh, morning to prepare for their game on Sunday. So you can imagine the stress traveling from Cape Coast to Accra, Accra, then you jump onto the uh, the, the plane and then uh, to South Africa, which is approximately six hours. You know, get to Johannesburg, train for your game against Sudan. It will be a tough uh, order for them. And uh, I thought that today's performance was nothing to write home about. Mm. Let's talk about the Black Stars versus Saltome. Um, one or two new guys are giving Kosiapi a lot to think about. And yes, you have to get the, bo- the points on the board. Sudan beats Saltome by four goals to nil. Um, if you're thinking about it, the group could come down to uh, the number of goals scored. The Black Stars have to go and get the job done. Huh? What do you expect from this game? 
so simple as you put it. They have to get a job done. Uh, not winning that game is non-negotiable. There is absolutely nothing left for Kusiapia, uh, you know, to do than to win the game. And it's not just about him; it's about the other players as well. I mean, if been able to go past the South African header, Saltomi shouldn't be that difficult. Relatively unknown football nation. Yes, football uh, talk and the analysis and the level in terms of how teams play have changed. But Saltomi, Saltomi, and Ghana is Ghana. We have to go there and get a three points. And it's not just about getting three points. Sudan won by four goals to nil. And I'll borrow the words of Songo. We score 10, 11, <laughs> 12, 13, 14. We continue. Keep on counting. Exactly. Well, well let's see the, how that goes. And that game is going to take place on Monday. But I did not think on Locker Room this Friday we'll be talking about the Black Matches in contention for a semi-final spot. We really thought it was over after they lost to Egypt. Mm. Somehow... Yeah, fate will have it that Egypt did Cameroon and the Black Mitchells found a way to qualify. It's like the second time they've surprised us when we thought they were nearly out. Will they find enough energy to fight on from here? Well, amazing stuff, first of all, George. For me, it came to me as a surprise. I knew it was out of our hands. Yes, win your game. If you win your game, the other result will depend on whether you move to the next stage or not. And God being so good, it came to our favour. How we qualified even for this very competition and to this level where we all thought that was done for the team. But whichever way that they qualified, they still managed to get to the next stage of the competition. Now the question to answer is whether they have that energy to go into the semi-finals. And a lot will depend on Ibrahim Tanko. Now you're going to get, you are meeting teams that are very hard to crack. Yes, we played against Egypt, we played against Cameroon, and we played against Mali. I mean, on paper, and per the performance that we saw from the team, against Cameroon, we could have won that game. Against Egypt. And that was for being a draw. Absolutely, and against uh, Mali. Mali. So, if you really look at our performance and the number of goals that we scored, we, we, we should have even qualified out of this group with a 100% record, winning all our games. The West should have been a draw against Egypt, you understand? So now you're going to go to a level where it will be tough. At this level, there is nothing like uh, a team is going to play to your advantage. The advantage will de- Getting the advantage will depend on what you give on the day. And I expect that they will be able to, you know, give that from looking at the first game which they drew, the second one which they lost, and then this very one that they beat Mali by two goals, you know, they combine that energy from all those games and put it to whichever opponent. We we'll actually will know their opponent yes. by close of day tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, today. Yeah. So, after that, Coach Ibrahim Tanko must really speak to the boys and they must know that the aim is to get us to the Olympic, you know, games next year. And how do you get there? You get there by finishing as either the winner, the second place team or the third place team. It's, you have the chance yeah. so they have to they have it. to work. it's going to be interesting how uh, the equation of four will, will become three how we slash that it's going to be very tight yeah. now in the group that we have games today it's absolutely tight it's four three three one Zambia Ivory Coast South Africa Nigeria everyone has a chance in this I, I think it's at this point it's really really tight to even yeah. decide who's going through and that makes it tricky for us as well because in our group straight away you could tell that it was going to be either Egypt Cameroon or Ghana because Mali after the two games were out. But same cannot be said about this group. 
all the teams there are capable of playing in the semi-finals. You understand? And it makes it very tricky for us. Now, you are unable to tell which team to monitor, which team to watch. Because those other teams in Group B could watch Ghana, could watch Egypt, could watch Cameroon, with Mali out. But here, you have to go and all watch four, really. all four teams. So it makes our job very difficult. And that's why I'm saying that we should go in with a combined energy from the first, second and third game. And possibly, I mean, if they're able to replicate the form that they did in today's game, there is no way we cannot get to the semi-finals, which will secure us a place. I wouldn't want us to go fight for the third place. Rather, we should make the finals that you know you are in the finals and that you've picked one of the spots for the Olympic Games. Well, I have to say thank you very much, Benedict, for joining me on The Locker Room. So we know that the Black Stars are up against Sao Tome on Monday and the Black Majors will discover or learn their opponents later today when we have the games for Group B rushing through that. It's a good time now, though, the show to hear from Moses Yabwa, who has got a wrap on what to expect with the other Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers for 2021 and as well the Euro 2020s. Still stay with us. There's more coming up. Spain have little to worry about heading into their meeting with Malta this week. The host may have drawn back-to-back games, but they approach this clash having already secured their place at Euro 2020. Italy have also secured their place at next summer's tournament, but the hardware continues for Roberto Mancini and co. when they head to Bosnia this week. Their visitors will be looking to continue their perfect form on the way to next summer's finals, having won 8 from 8 so far. Switzerland looks set for the Euros despite sitting in third place in their qualifying group. The host are a point shy of the top two, while they are coming into this game aiming to back three points and stay in their hands. That would be bad news for the Republic of Ireland, who are currently a point ahead of the Swiss after playing a game more. With the Irish dropping points at Georgia last time out, Switzerland will be hoping to claim a huge victory in this game. So far, nine countries in Belgium, in Group I, Italy, Group J, Poland, Group J, Russia, Group I, Ukraine, Group B, Turkey, Group H, France, Group H, England, Group A, and Czech Republic, Group A, have qualified for Euro 2020. Let's switch to the African continent and the action started this week in the group phase of the 2021 Total Africa Cup of Nations with 48 matches to be played on match day one and match day two. Morocco and Mauritania will meet tonight for their first game of the Africa Cup of Nations qualifying campaign. Both nations were drawn in Group E alongside the teams of Burundi and Central Africa. Ivory Coast will also welcome Niger on Friday in a Group K clash that includes Ethiopia and Madagascar. Libya's Tunisian coach Benzati has recalled goalkeeper Mohamed Al-Fagani after eight years' absence. The 29-year-old is in the squad for the opening 2021 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers against Tunisia tonight and Tanzania four days later. 24 more matches will be played from Sunday to Tuesday, including the Black Stars trip to Satome and Principe on Monday. Locker room and joy 99.7 FM. We can still hear from you on the WhatsApp line 0244340437, or you can send us a tweet at Joy Sports GH, and that's our Twitter handle. It's now time to head into the Joy Sports BBC Two Way Series. We can have a listen to this, and I'm back with more.
Thanks for your time this weekend. And the international break is upon us, but quite a few lingering issues from club football to deal with from the last week. And let's begin with a huge game last weekend between Manchester City and Liverpool. How soon do you expect Manchester City to adjust and gain some stability with respect to their current injury situation? You're right to describe this as a lingering issue, George, because it certainly is, isn't it? We're still discussing now the perhaps VAR penalty that wasn't given with that handball from Trent Alexander-Arnold in the Liverpool uh, box before Fabinho went down the other end and scored. All the City players stopped playing, didn't they, and surrounded the referee, and Fabinho was able to take advantage with a, with a wonderful strike in the end. And and we've been saying this all week, really, but Guardiola perhaps maybe can, can use that sense of injustice, if you want, uh, to his advantage to perhaps get some kind of um, battle mentality with his players and, and to really try and, and get them to come out um, um, in, in some way kind of after the international break because of course they play Chelsea straight away in the next couple of weeks which will be a huge huge game for them and a side who are actually above them now in the Premier League uh, City have gone down to fourth after that 3-1 defeat to Liverpool they do have those injury concerns at the back as you mentioned John Stones is, is now back and playing but we'd still say still coming back to, to full fitness and, and full form because I think he has been struggling sometimes to pick up some players uh, at the back in, in recent games and Emirate Laporte who obviously is a huge player uh, for City at the back is expected back I think at the beginning of December so that will be a big boost uh, for Pep Guardiola and we expect definitely a bounce back from Manchester City but they do have to recover quickly as we say now that they have Chelsea next I think they also play Leicester in the next few games before Christmas as well that gap between them and Liverpool now at nine points and if they don't find a way to recover quickly that could grow and grow couldn't it well let's talk about Leicester City and before I forget the 2015-2016 EPL champions of course who are right behind the leaders Liverpool Joe manager Brendan Rodgers has opted to stay out of the title race discussion how seriously can we take the Foxes as contenders I think you're absolutely right. I think Brendan Rodgers is more than happy to be kept out of the title race discussions for his side, for his players almost, to be kept out of the um, the limelight a little bit. But I think they're going to struggle to do that for much longer, as you say, because plenty of people saying that this Leicester side, this current Leicester team, are better, in fact, than the one that won the title uh, three years ago. We've seen the likes of Ben Chilwell and James Madison play incredibly well and find some excellent form, and that's been recognised, of course, uh, internationally now both of them featured for England on Thursday night in that 7-0 win but that title winning season that you mentioned for Leicester was particularly special wasn't it because it wasn't just about their consistency it was the fact really that all the so-called big teams if you like the traditional names that we expect to see at the top of the Premier League they all seem to have stuttering seasons the likes of Chelsea, the likes of Arsenal, the likes even of, of Tottenham, who really were the closest challengers for, for Leicester in the end. Um, but Leicester, they are playing well, and I think it's certainly within their capability to get a top four finish this season. I think absolutely we could see them play European Champions League football next season. But I think the way that, uh, that Liverpool are playing at the moment, I think the title might just be beyond Leicester. But it is still only November, and we know that plenty of things can happen for the rest of the season, don't we, George? Some Arsenal fans down here found it a bit bizarre to hear the endorsement and support of coach Unai Emery from the board. Are they right to see this as bizarre? And do you think Unai can turn things around at the Emirates? It is quite odd, isn't it? I've spoken to a lot of Arsenal fans as well and they seem to be hugely frustrated, George, because there seems to be an awful lot going on in the dressing room that we don't know about. There was obviously that really long period of time where... 
Unai Emery just wouldn't pick Mesut Ozil in the Premier League. He picked him shortly just before the international break. I think that was his first start in the Premier League since something like the beginning of September. So he seems to have been forgiven or whatever was going on between Unai Emery and Mesut Ozil perhaps seems to be behind them now. But then, of course, we've seen the other issue now of, of Granit Xhaka and, and whether he actually will even play for Arsenal again, let alone retain the club captaincy after he was booed by his own fans leaving the field, uh, I believe, in the match against Crystal Palace earlier uh, in October, rather. Um, but that is an issue that is yet to be resolved. Una Emery, I don't think, has helped the situation by then not picking uh, Granit Xhaka for the subsequent game. There seems to be an awful lot going on in that dressing room between the manager and the players that isn't resolved, and we can clearly see the issues as then affecting things on the pitch. Unai Emery was brought in with a very specific target to get Arsenal back into the European Champions League, to get them back up the table and a top four finish. But at the moment, we've talked about it, there are plenty of other teams, the likes of Leicester, who have moved ahead of Arsenal. And at the moment, I think really even just uh, targeting a Europa League win uh, to get back into the Champions League is, is the best hopes for Arsenal this season. But yes, I think it is very, very confusing for a lot of Arsenal fans as to exactly why Unai Emery is getting so much support from the board at the moment. So Euro qualifiers abound this weekend. Which stories are you chasing? And I'm sure you don't mind pointing out the groups with complex qualification permutations. Well, yeah, there are a couple of groups that are looking really, really tight, actually, going in into these final uh, round of group qualification fixtures. The group with uh, featuring uh, Northern Ireland, the Netherlands and Germany has been a fascinating one because Northern Ireland were the team out in front, really, for a little while with Germany and the Netherlands, the might of those two international sides chasing. But they seem to have bridged that gap now and, and we expect Germany and the Netherlands, both sides yet to qualify, but we think we both, uh, we expect both of them to secure the, the first and second places in their group and therefore automatically qualify for next year's European Championship. Uh, the playoffs, of course, offer another route uh, to the Championship next year, so there are still hopes for the likes of Iceland, who didn't make the cut automatically this week, but I think a lot of us would still like to see them make the tournament because they made such an impact, didn't they, at the last Euros in France three years ago. But Portugal, really, their match uh, against Luxembourg on Sunday is perhaps the, the big one that I'm keeping an eye on because they do need a win to try and secure their spot in the Euros. And, of course, as the defending champions, they would be a massive name to miss out if they weren't to, to go on and, and qualify automatically. I think we do expect them to pick up all three points against Luxembourg, though. And it's not just Portugal, but of course one of their players in particular, who we've all got used to to watching down the years, um, Cristiano Ronaldo, now at Juventus, of course, who's been responsible single-handedly, really, for dragging Portugal over the line at, at major tournaments. He's now just two goals short of scoring 100 goals for his country, which would be a remarkable achievement. And I think he could definitely get at least two on Sunday against Luxembourg and celebrate his own personal landmark with getting his side through uh, to the Euros next year. Well, let's end with the 2021 African qualifiers. And we know the Black Stars are away in Sao Tome and Principe in three days. Which other ties would you be looking forward to on the continent? Well, I'm really interested to see how Cameroon get on on Sunday, George, because they were far from impressive against Cape Verde earlier in the week in their opening match of, of AFCON qualifying. I think we would have expected a lot more from them, particularly at home, than a nil-nil draw. Not to be able to find a goal was, was very surprising. We know, of course, that they will be at the Africa Cup of Nations in two years' time because they secure their spot automatically as the hosts of the tournament. But with that, of course, brings that extra added pressure of everybody expecting them to perform very well at home and, 
And based on their current form, I don't think we can really expect to see that. So a fair amount of pressure, I think, going on, going into their match against Rwanda on Sunday. And we really would expect them to get a win in that, wouldn't we? Nigeria, I think, are another side who I'm keeping an eye on because they, I think they all were similarly below par in their opening game. Yes, they won in the end, but they had to come from behind to get that 2-1 uh, win. And they're playing Lesotho on Sunday, so I think we would again expect a win for them. It's not really so much what's going on the pitch at the moment. It's what's happening behind the scenes, uh, which I think is quite interesting uh, with Nigeria at the moment and how that therefore might affect their form. We talked about Gurnit Rohr and how he spoke openly this week to the press saying that his selection choices won't be influenced by the NFF. But that seems to directly contradict earlier comments made by the federation president so there's certainly some disharmony behind the scenes in nigeria at the moment we've seen as we discussed with arsenal how sometimes it can affect their performances on the pitch don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. I'm very interested to see how the players respond on Sunday, but also what Gurnett Ruhr has to say to the press after the game as well. Certainly something to watch there. And you mentioned Ghana, George. Very impressive, I think, in their win over South Africa earlier in the week. And I think they'll be very confident of getting another win when they go into their second match on Monday. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. It's lights out and away we go. Bottas gets away well, so does Verstappen. He's already wheel to wheel with Sebastian Vettel. Lando Norris on the inside of Alex Albon. Bottas, Bottas might pick up the victory. Hamilton might pick up the victory. But he keeps making little errors here. And he keeps allowing Valtteri Bottas to get that much closer. And now he's going to try again. Quite get the move done. This time he gets it done. An awful lot earlier. Valtteri Bottas retakes the lead. Here comes Valtteri Bottas, starting on pole for the US Grand Prix. Crosses the line to win the US Grand Prix. But behind him, adding another championship to his collection. He's got six appeal in Austin. It's Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. 
So Formula One next on the show and another world title was once again wrapped up with races to spare thanks to a second place finish by Lewis Hamilton at the United States Grand Prix. With Hamilton now the second most successful F1 driver of all time, the dream of equaling Michael Schumacher's seven championships and possibly surpassing that achievement is very firmly on. For a third consecutive year, the carnival atmosphere of the Interlagos in Brazil provides the title-winning after-party before the ketting falls in Abu Dhabi in two weeks' time. With Hamilton's Mercedes teammate Valtteri Bottas converting pole in Texas into his fourth win of the season to cement second place in the championship, the battle to be the best of the rest is all there to fight for from a championship perspective. Now the tassel for third is between Red Bull's Max Verstappen and two Ferraris of Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel. So let's get a bit of analysis heading into the Brazil Grand Prix. And joining me on the show is Raymond Nyamado. Raymond, thank you very much for your time. And a very, very special weekend to look forward to in Brazil. It should feel extremely great to celebrate your Sidwell Championship right there. A very special weekend awaits us, George, and the party has already started in Brazil. The build-up to this race started with the Aitin Senna Festival in Sao Paulo. The Brazilians do love Formula 1 simply because of their legend Aitin Senna, who they believe would have been one of the finest Formula 1 drivers on the circuit. And they actually believe he's the greatest of all times, according to the Brazilians. And he lost his life in that crash on, on the circuit in San Marino. And so he's very well celebrated in Brazil. And Felipe Massa, another Brazilian who also graced the circuit, and Emerson Fittipaldi, who's actually won the championship on two occasions, uh, actually drove that Senna Lotus 97 car that claimed his first victory in Formula One in Portugal. And so it was a remarkable scene in Sao Paulo last weekend. And this has actually set the tone for a great weekend at the Interlagos. And Lewis Hamilton himself knows how the carnival atmosphere is like in Brazil. And last year, we all saw him celebrate with the samba dancers. He topped it or he crowned it with a win in that particular race thanks to the capitulation of uh, our own Max Verstappen. So I think that a lot of things have actually set the tone for this year's competition in Brazil. And George, I can assure you, it's nothing but a carnival atmosphere in Brazil. And it's one side to behold for anybody, for anybody who loves Formula One, who finds himself at the Interlagos. Definitely, definitely, you would enjoy yourself. Well, Ray, what's left to fight, really? Verstappen also produced the drive of ages in the torrential rain at the Interlagos in 2016 at the tender age of 19 and will hope for redemption at the second, this time out after last year's fiasco. Just 14 points separate the Dutchman in fourth place in the standings from fellow 22-year-old Charles Leclerc in third. What do you expect from Max? Like you rightly mentioned, in 2016, it was a dominant performance from Max Verstappen. And he was 19 years of age at the time. And everybody expected that, yes, he was going to be one for the future. And in 2018, he did hit the circuit once again and in brazil he once again showed his brilliance on the circuit it was a race he almost wrapped up until you know esteban ocon left his car at the cnis it pitched in a spin and it was quite an interesting scene that day and we all know how angry verstappen was when he failed to win that particular race he almost ended up in a fight and we all know the punishment that was meted out to verstappen after that particular race lewis hamilton took advantage and actually won the race i don't think that that's going to happen this year but if you look at the season verstappen has had he's actually struggled with great penalties for ruling fractions and also you look at how inconsistent he's been on the circuit in the first round he won two races he managed to win in austria he managed to win in germany he had a fantastic drive in hungary unfortunately Lewis hamilton was too strong for him to 
uh, actually win that particular race. And so it's been quite inconsistent this year. And in the second round of the season, it's been one issue or the other for Max Verstappen. And so he hasn't been too dominant in the second round of the Formula One season. But that notwithstanding, I still think that he's one of the drivers to look forward to. And if you look at the, the, the car he drives, the Red Bull chassis is very good on the corners and also you look at that 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 snake infield session at the interlagos definitely it favors the the the, the, the red bull chassis and so you look at the traction and the braking control and the downforce definitely will come into play in this particular race and you look at how verstappen has been okay when he wants to drive he's been fantastic when he's actually been in the mood i think that on any day if you put him in one of those moods he might just win this one and you look at the competition for third place between himself and charles leclerc i think that he's spoken about the fact that they are definitely going to be the future of formula one after lewis hamilton and so there's a lot to drive for in this particular race and i still think that verstappen does have what it takes to win this race thanks to his chances and if it's in the mood or if he finds himself in the right frame of mind definitely we can see some fantastic performance from max verstappen Ray, only Vettel has surpassed two race wins at Interlagos among the current crop of drivers, taking victory in 2017 for Ferrari and two more during his days with Red Bull. Ferrari are searching for their first win since the Germans' victory at the Singapore Grand Prix in September and will be hoping to end on a high instead of a whimper. Do you fancy him? Well, ideally, everybody would want Sebastian Vettel to win this one as a confidence booster or as a morale booster for him because this is a man who has actually struggled with a lot of issues this season. His own mistakes have cost him a lot in races that he could have won. Again, the young man who was expected to be his wingman has performed far better than him in the course of the season. And so this is a man who has had his ego bruised. He's had lots of issues with his performance on the circuit. And ideally, I think that it would have been a race that he should win to actually you know cap it all off and have a strong finish to the end of the season and let's not forget that his first two wins on the circuit came when he was a red bull driver he's won once with ferrari and so he still knows the circuit very well three wins and out of that all the drivers on the grid he's actually won the most times in brazil and so if you sum all that up then definitely you could be looking at verstappen as a favorite to actually win, uh, sorry vettel as the favorite to win this particular race but I still think that there are lots of issues to deal with on his personal level. And I, I think that the pressure may be off, you know, aside everything that has happened this season, the pressure may be off because the title has been decided. And so he could come into this race with, you know, fresh ideas. He could come in with no pressure on him and that could actually bring out the best in Sebastian Vettel. But I, I still think that's going to be a very difficult race. We may expect him to win, but it's going to be very, very, very difficult for him, especially looking at the strong performances from his teammate Charles Leclerc and what we are expecting from the likes of Red Bull. I think that asking Vettel to win this one will be too much, but I still think that he's still one of the dominant drivers on the circuit. And on any day, once you get him into that position where he's not under any pressure whatsoever, I think that Vettel can't deliver. But I think that uh, win is a bit too much to ask for Sebastian Vettel. I think he'll do well on the circuit, but I don't think that he's going to win this particular race. And let's look at how next season fares for him, because this season has been a bit symbolic for him. But I still believe that Vettel is still the man for Ferrari, and I think that he'll come good probably next season, depending on what Ferrari do with him. We're away from top of the table staff. The scramble for the top 10 finish is as tight as the left-hander into 10-12 as Danny Ricciardo, Perez and Lando Norris are divided by a slim five-point margin. What would you be looking out for then? 
Daniel Ricciardo hasn't done too bad this season. You look at his performances for Renault this season. He's been okay. He's been he's been very decent. And you look at his performances for Red Bull last season. Definitely, he was in there with a couple of wins. But you know, once you make a switch from Red Bull to Renault, you're definitely going to struggle because you are going to work with a different team. And he hasn't really found his fit this season. And if you look at the chasing pack, I think that his ninth position has come under a lot of threat. You look at the man Sergio Perez, who is four points off him, and then you look at. Um, Lando Norris, who is five points off him. I think that both drivers are giving him a hot chase, and definitely most both drivers will want to finish in the top 10. And so, you look at a driver like Lando Norris, who is currently 11th and hoping to actually finish in the top 10 in his debut season. And this is his debut season, but he's been very fantastic on the grid. And thanks to his brilliant performances, you look at McLaren and their position on the Constructors' Championship. They've actually finished fourth, and it tells you how promising this youngster has been. So I think that to crown it all for him this season, I think that a top 10 place will be perfect for him. And I think that if you look at Daniel Ricciardo himself, he's had some strong performances, but I think that you can expect Sergio Perez and Lando Norris to actually give us some competition before the season ends. Ray, just before you end then, let's get to your podium predictions for the Brazil Grand Prix. This is one very difficult podium finish to predict, George. It looks like there's nothing at stake in this competition at this point in time because the championship has already been wrapped up, so there isn't so much pressure on the drivers. Now, it's now time for drivers to actually show some skills on the circuits to show what they are worth. I still think that it's one opportunity for the constructors to actually, you know, deploy their new engines and also deploy their new upgrades to their engine as they prepare for next season. So, it's not one of those races that would be keenly contested as we would have expected, but I still think that Red Bull should make a statement on the circuit. This is a circuit that they've actually won on a couple of times. And Verstappen finally should be able to win this one after his disappointing performance in 2018. So I see Max Verstappen winning this one. I also see Valtteri Bottas finishing the season on the high, finishing strongly because Lewis Hamilton definitely will be swimming in the party mode. And so I see Valtteri Bottas doing it for Mercedes and for Ferrari. I think that Ferrari will finish that. And I think that the master of the Brazilian circuit, Vettel, should be able to finish in third. So I see Vettel finishing third. I see uh, Max Verstappen winning this race and probably Valtteri Bottas finishing second, George. Thank you very much, Raymond, for your time on the show. You're welcome, George. And thanks for having me. That's about it for our show. This afternoon on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. I'm George Adi Jr. There's more to come next week. Till we meet then, be good. Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at myjoyonline.com in 30 minutes. This production was powered by Joy Sports and supported by the BBC World Service. and worship the thank God if you are ready. Let me hear you chant hallelujah to the W Joy Corporate Worship. Pastor 2, take it over. Yeah.
Thank you, DJ Black. No long face. We're simply inviting Corporate Ghana to join us worship our maker and provider for his provisions all year through. His grace has been sufficient, leading us in a heaven-on-earth worship experience at the maiden edition of the Joy Corporate Worship. Elder Dr. Kwesim Reku, Namesi Sinclair, and Pastor Isaiah Fosukwache. Venue is Charismatic Evangelistic Ministry, North Lagos. Date is Friday, the 6th of December, 2019. Farmer's Day. Time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.